Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the show that will never turn its glove on you. I'm your host, Nick Pollock, and joining me today is the wonderful Alex Fast. That's such a threatening thing to say. Uh, I am so excited to be here with you today. We're in that kind of that lovely you know period that kind of purgatory where it's like it's kind of like you know how sometimes before it snows everything just kind of gets like really calm and quiet mm, and then yeah. it snows and it's beautiful yeah. and it's wonderful and then of course the snow turns to sludge that's the Orioles season oh, well, but this is how i that- feel about <laughs> this is how i feel about uh snow is that after the snowfall i hate it so much and i'm the curmudgeon but i i see you outside of your lovely home in mm. suburbia standing out and wondering <laughs> yeah. If if it's going to snow or not, as the mm. camera follows one snowflake, oh. as you decide to catch it on your tongue, beautiful. Yeah, it's, that, it's, that is it's you also, in the baseball season. It gives the night before Christmas vibes too, right? Where you're like, you know, when the Wednesday, you should just spend time with your family, right? We're getting yeah. ready. <laughs> spend time with your loved ones. You know what I mean? Just relax. You don't even uh, pay attention to anything baseball. Just take that last final day and that last gulp of air before you do your deep dive. And man, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, you leave out the milk and cookies as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, for baseball so Santa. Exactly. Uh, we're so excited. By the way, turning the glove—that was what Real Muto did to the umpire. Mm, okay. um, see, not threatening at all. Uh, but here we are, guys. Hey, it's the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. We're back for our second season. Uh, yes, this is a, the seasonal podcast, I guess. I mean, we we did maybe one or so during the off season, but we realized that we wanted to give our focus there to to fantasy. But now the baseball season is upon us, and we we're back, baby. We're, We're excited, back, baby, to talk about baseball and nothing to do with fantasy. Um, we have a lot of things we are going to go over today. I mean, uh, there's just there's just so much. We haven't done any sort of preview or anything like that. We're almost here. I will be at the athletic uh, event, by the way, um, on Thursday. So if you're going to that at the other half brewery, say hi. I'm so excited. It's like the best thing ever. It's Mike Petriello and Eno Saras and, yeah. and Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich and Jason Collette and Ellen Adair. I mean, oh my gosh. Perfect. And we're just going to watch baseball. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm going to uh, uh, sadly be quote unquote working, but I did. There, I started as I started a channel in our company Slack called Baseball Talk, which is oddly enough one of the I didn't think there were many baseball fans where I worked, but there are plenty. And I said uh, yesterday, all right, everyone, what 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 fake disease are we coming in coming down with on thursday uh and uh, a couple hours later exactly the head of hr found me in the kitchen and they were like so what uh what fake disease are you gonna have and i was like no (laughs) 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 that was smart yeah exactly but i'm so excited it's it's gonna be an amazing day tomorrow we've got a lot of great content to get to today i'm at the host though I, i gotta you're the host here so go ahead Oh, yeah, that is right. We have so many things we're going to go over from just talking about the season preview. We're going to have some predictions, some opening day matchups. Uh, but let's start with the, you know, just the broad 
broad question fast. What are you most looking forward to this baseball season? Yeah, there's a few things that I'm really looking forward to. I'm I'm very curious to see like all the things that we've speculated about the entire offseason, what's actually going to happen with them, right? Like the the pitch clock, what's going to happen with that? I had a few friends who went to the like the Dodgers like fake home opener last Sunday, right? Where the it's like spring opener. training at the yeah, the opener. Um and my buddy who's a big Dodgers fan was like that was the fastest baseball game I've ever yeah, been to. Right? Like, it was just crazy. I couldn't believe it, which also cracks me up because Dodger fans are not really known for being on time. So I love the fact that Dodger fans, Marlins fans, they're going to get there. It's going to be like the fifth inning. <laughs> right. Well, like, not to mention, they're going to be there for like 45 minutes because everyone has to leave by the seventh to avoid traffic. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love that Dodger fans are going to go to a game, be there for the fifth and sixth inning and be like, well, Time to go. <laughs> got to got to oh, turn man. it around. So I'm excited I, for that. I'm go absolutely. Ahead. And the I mean, I will say also the the time of game being two and a half hours essentially is my expectation, right? Like a basketball game, yeah. And um, I I love it. And I hate it. I hate it because at the game, I don't want to leave. Mm. I, I go to a game, and I'm not looking forward to going home. I yeah. I enjoy the company of everybody, and I'm gonna I gotta leave sooner. Uh, which is a little frustrating. But then again, it's in the Bronx or in Queens and getting home to Park Slope is takes an hour. Yeah, uh, that's not fun. So I can do more on the weekdays than I guess like 930. Get home like 1030 is not so bad. I can do the roundup with these. Yeah, but not so bad. I- I'm looking forward to that. It's there's always like an adjustment that happens for me personally, too, when baseball season starts where it's like I, I'm still there's still a part of me that's kind of like still in football fan mode where I watch one game. And oh, if no. we're losing, I'm like furious. But then I'm like, oh, there's not 16. There's 162 <laughs> or 17 now. You know what I mean? So I, I, there's that great transition that happens where you can just kind of like take it easy a little bit. I, you know me. I'm like, get in, get out. So I'm all about getting there, having a hot dog, a beer, getting one more beer and then heading home. That's just like, ah efficient yeah. chef's kiss kind of stuff I, I i really actually i haven't planned any specific dates yet to go to games i'm failing at that i realize i uh i'm gonna talk to some people for next week i gotta do this uh you gotta I, mean, go. I went to i went to spring training which was just like yeah all right but there is something to be said about actually going to a game where you realize oh the season is here um yeah. it's not always fun in April, going to a game can be very cold and just the worst, and everyone's getting coffee or hot chocolate or something. But uh, it's, yeah, I need to do that. I've completely neglected it. I had a big problem where Miles Nelson, a fantastic top pitcherless employee, reached out to me and he was like, Let's go to the Angels home opener. And I was like, Awesome. I haven't been to Anaheim yet. Let, let's do it. And he was like, Okay, you know, it's going to be Friday, April 7th. And I was like, Awesome. Let me go ask the wife. And I was on my way to ask my wife. And I was like, that's the day before Zelda's birthday and all of our family is in town. So I'm probably not going <laughs> to be able to do that. The other thing I'm looking forward to the most from the season is like, are the Orioles going to be able to repeat the success that they had? And then also, this is kind of the one thing that I think is kind of slid under the radar a little bit with all the rule changes and, you know, the hubbub at the WBC and all the other great conversations that have been happening about this season. The one thing we have to pay attention to every year, you brought it up actually earlier on and on the corner episodes in like February. What's the ball like? Yeah, what kind of ball are we dealing with? Ball, and I think that that's something to know about with like Matthew Boyd or guys that we haven't seen for a couple of years who are we're used to the bouncy ball, yeah. and we realize, wait a second, it's not that anymore. I mean, it's still you know there's the Den ball and the Goldilocks ball. Like, what are we gonna see? 
Yeah. Uh, Wasn't the Goldilocks ball the bouncy one that Judge used, though? No, there was a bouncier ball. Okay. And then there's like the, the good one. And then it's oh. the Goldilocks ball. Oh, okay, and then okay. there's the Den ball. I think Judge just got the Goldilocks ball, but it's still better okay. than the Den ball. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the idea that people are like, oh, he has an asterisk. I'm like, well, it wasn't the bouncy ball. I'm like, you guys didn't do it in 2019. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, what I'm about you? Much really there. I'm happy to slice open some baseballs. Um, there are many <laughs> things. I, I, I think really the most exciting part for me is just what the surprises are. Every single year, there are exciting things that first mm. week that just, I mean, Ty Lord McGill. You know, the hype I had on stream uh, watching Tyler McGill throw 99 yeah. is, is something that you just don't get until the season starts. And there are all these surprises. I mean, there's Vulpening Day actually happening for the Yankees. That's a really fun thing. Very. Um, I was hoping to see Grayson Rodriguez this weekend, but you know, we'll see him in April when he happens to come up. That's going to be amazing, right? Mm -hmm. There are going to be all these players that we've been talking about for so long. Now we actually get to see who's going to break out and do fun things. Uh, who's the talk of the town. So that to me is the most exciting part. Uh, and then the smell of the grass. Mm. <laughs> just the smell of the grass. Just to be in there. Yeah. Just, just the smell of the grass. No. Um. Yeah. I, I really can't wait. And also, I mean, just the routine of baseball every single day. It's just there. You know, we and forget when we're at, when we're in the off season, what it's like in season, you know, it's com oh. two completely different lives. And, I'm so excited for it. So nice to have that. Like when you're at like a party and you just don't feel like socializing anymore and you just go step in the corner and check box scores. Like that's the best. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely yeah, love like, it. Let me just also, see Savant today. Oh, no, hold yeah, on. let's I've see. Gotta, I've got to send Justin the SP Roundup title, guys. Give me five minutes. Yeah, give me you know? a oh, second. you're working. You're working. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. And I love, you know, we've been, you know, kind of checking savant every day we've been fortunate in the past year or two to get a good amount of uh, uh savant data from these spring training games but there are hundreds of players oh, we yeah. have not seen data on and it is going right. to be so exciting it's almost like we've forgotten about those players right when we go and check the velocities they're not there and we go and check their movement profiles they're not there that all goes away this week so many new things yes. to find so many new things to discover I, I that tweet did you see that i was like oh i'm just so happy that we have stack for every game this year moving forward and then Petriello within 20 seconds was like mexico city i was like okay all right <laughs> all right relax yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing i'm also so excited to just like that that thing of like waking up with a coffee and just scrolling uh, the baseball subreddit about like the top things from the day before. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just I love that. I'm so excited for that too. It's all the great, all the highlights, all the, the fun play. It's just ah, it's all it's all coming your way on opening day tomorrow. I can't wait. All right, so let's uh let's let's go into more about just kind of the outlook of the season here, and we talk about these rule changes. I don't want to harp on this much. I, I see things that just go too extreme where. I'm posting guys losing velocity by like three, four ticks, and I'm just getting replies. I think it's because of the pitch clock, everything like that. Like, no, we don't. I don't. I don't think it's anything like that. I'm. I'm just curious which one of all of these we have the stolen base. I uh, mm. we have the stolen base size increasing. We have the pickoffs the first as well with the timeouts and the pitch clock. Uh, we have the shift rules. Which do you think is going to be the largest impact this year? I think it might actually, well, largest impact is an interesting way to put it. Like, maybe the largest impact is the base stealing because we definitely know 
it's going to lead to more stolen bases. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, we, we just know that that's going to happen. We know it's massively increased. Yeah, exactly. So we know that's going to happen. I'm very curious to see what happens with the shift. Like, cause I remember mm-hmm. there was so much off season analysis about this. And then, like <laughs> poor Joey Gallo. They still brought over an extra outfielder to position yeah, know, where the second baseman used to be. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's going to happen for everyone. I'm sure there will be a batting average increase that we see both across the league and specifically for left-handed hitters. But I, re- this is where what I kind of love, where it's like, how much did we overreact, right? Like, that's what I like to see, sure. right? How much, this happens all the time with um, uh, stadium changes, right? Or with new pitches being introduced. I love being like, okay, it's, you know, some people think it's really going to be impactful. Some people don't think it's going to be impactful. Where is it going to end up? How many hits is it going to lead to? And is there going to be a moment where the lack of shift, you know, negatively impacts my favorite team and players and I hate it. And then the next day it positively impacts my favorite team and players. That's the thing too. Like I want to know how I'm going to feel in the moment when either during a playoff game or during an Orioles game, I see the shift rules take something or give something. I'm curious to know what my reaction is going to be yeah, in that moment. It's not going to be rational. I'll tell you that. No, no, um, no. I also, about stolen bases, I saw that you put out a tweet today um, mm-hmm. about uh, a poll asking Twitter users, where do you think the stolen base leaders will land? Is that really the, the, the one who has the most stolen bases going to be 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s? Where do you personally see that? So that's kind of my bold prediction too. I, I was kind of shocked by this poll, which is still happening. So you can go vote on it right now i think it should still be up by the time this podcast comes out i thought people were going to be a little bit bolder they mostly landed either between 40 and 50 and 50 and 60 i mm-hmm. think we might see a 60 plus like it wouldn't What's surprise me who's like who's gonna do it yeah honestly i think it would be really fun if it was jazz chisholm oh that would be wow you know that what i mean like there's like wonderful. a guy on a team where you can have a little bit more reckless abandon, they're going to be playing probably a little bit more station to station because they're more contact guys, not like a, a, a heck of a lot of power down there. So like it really wouldn't surprise me too if like also, I don't know, there's a part of me that always worries about Jess Chisholm just playing a completely new position in center field. Maybe he's exhausted or maybe he just wants to run all the time. Uh, so I don't know. I think there could be a world where, you know, or Jorge Mateo last year, mm. like, the only reason he might not get 60 is he might not reach base 60 times, but like at all. But I don't know. I think we could see a 60 stolen base guy and it could be Jazz Chisholm. What do you think? Well, Ruiz is the is the one that really jumps out. Um, Estuary but, Ruiz. Uh, yes. But I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, my whole mind just went crazy because you said station to station. And it takes me back to college where we uh, we were I think we had like an event for like the conference that we played against like I was Brandeis we played against Wash U and uh in Rochester and uh, you know Case and Mellon or whatever I can't remember I'm so sorry Carnegie Mellon <laughs> Carnegie Mellon yeah but there's also Case Western I think oh. no wait Case Western isn't that like a hotel chain oh my god what am I doing uh, that's Best matter. Western Best Western good are Case you okay Western. it's it's no, 745 where you are 645 yeah, yeah I know but it's been a busy day anyway <laughs> okay, okay we were talking to the Washington uh Wash U guys and um, the thing is, their coach, especially the one at third base, he was like the 75 year old man. We 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 called him on our side, Monty Burns. <laughs> and he would <laughs> he would like do the signs. And if you don't know this, um, I had I had a high school coach who told me that he would literally practice in front of the mirror. 
like giving signs to like okay. to get the rhythm down and like how's it look what is this am i telling when i you know touch my nose and then my shoulders down here whatever and monty <laughs> would do like two signs across like 15 seconds and one would be like slapping his face like you know just and just dragging it down as he does it right and i just remember they they weren't the biggest fans of this coach and the biggest thing they kept saying over and over again it was they would be mocking him saying station to station station to station station to station because he would they would never steal oh, or okay. anything like that and they would never like hit you know just like he'd be like no no we never get we never get to steal he can't make the signs in time so instead it's just station to station <laughs> and <laughs> just cracks me up when you said that with jazz i'm like oh my god it's going back to him sli- like literally his hand would drag down the right side what was that a sign face. for i don't know i was on the other team <laughs> oh, oh that's right yeah, yeah okay <laughs> but i but like that bull prediction um it could easily happen my my whole take on the stolen base rules are that we're not going to see a lot in the upper levels we're just going to see a lot more in the middle tiers Mm. so we're going to see guys that would only go 10 stolen bases go more 15 20 but those that already were stealing are not going to be stealing more often now um so i don't know if that's going to happen that's why it's a bull prediction that you're going 60 plus there um as far as the rule changes go i'm just again as i mentioned 30 minutes earlier to write my roundup is a big deal for me for the pitch clock (laughs) i I think it's so overblown and i I hate spending any more time on it it's just it's not that big of a deal as far as affecting the players i know there were some studies about fatigue during it but i don't think we're gonna see much of that there are gonna be some maybe a few examples but i don't know if you were able to attribute that to the pitch clock anyway Mm. so i'm not really thinking about it at all as far as the bull prediction i think the mariners are going to have the best record in the majors Mm. that's what i think they have yeah, four fantastic starters and marco gonzalez <laughs> he is the uh i appreciate twitter for helping me out with this one and i've already forgotten the name um i oh man who was like okay wait who was this guy <laughs> he was on the dodgers as a holds guy was a starter for the phillies out of nowhere, he was uh, he hit a home run during the World Series. He was the number five when they were the four aces. They told me on Twitter earlier this morning, and I've already forgotten. Last name starts with a B. Think about it. Anyway, that is Marco Gonzalez right now for, for the Mariners. And I, I feel like they can also replace him in season. Maybe Bryce Miller shows up. Maybe Emerson Hancock is good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, the other four guys are kind of stable. Like yeah. you don't really see a pitching staff these days. I think four of them can go 180 innings, and that's what the Mariners have. Uh, throw in a fantastic bullpen, Paul Sewell, Munoz. I mean, great offense. Totally. There's so much to like here with the Mariners uh, and the division. Sure, the Astros, Rangers, mm, Angels, mm, Oakland. Mm. Mm, I mean, more opportunity to succeed from that as well. So its initials are JB. I think it's JB. I'll find it. Um, <laughs> JB. Yeah, Jonathan, I don't know. What was Bukowskis no, or whatever? It's not. Um, I'm being really dumb. But anyway, I think that the Mariners can have the best record in the majors just like 2021. Yeah, especially they're playing 
in that division less, right? They're not going to be able to get necessarily beat up by the Astros the entire year, uh, and maybe they could win a few more of those games against the Astros. So, yeah, I think that's a really fun, bold prediction. Um, we've got a lot more in store for you for this NABS episode, and we're going to get to it right after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Fast, it was Joe Blanton. Uh, yeah. Joe Blanton. JB. I got the JB right. It was right there. Yeah, and yeah, so Marco Gonzalez entire year, he's now known as Joe Blanton. Everybody. <laughs> our our Bo Jlanton. Nah, that's I'm never mind. Uh, what are we doing next year, Fast? We've got um, we've got two. We're we're not done with draft season just yet, right? Because we've got two no. drafts that we're going to do in this podcast. And the first draft that we're going to do, which I think will be a lot of fun, is we have 15 opening day matchups that are going to start tomorrow, right? And what I want to do is, well, I don't know if we're going to flip a coin. Actually, you're going to see if you can answer this trivia question. If you can answer this trivia question, if you'll, okay. you'll go first. If, I, if you can't answer the trivia question, I'll go first. And then we're going to go down, and it's going to be essentially drafting the ones that we're most to least excited about watching. Sure, right? Yeah. Okay. Most to least excited about watching. Um, so here's the trivia question. By run value, oh by run value, who had the best slider in baseball last year? Andres Munoz. Andre, uh, I'll, I'll, let me let me narrow it. Starter. Starting ah. pitcher had the best slider in baseball last year by run value. Dylan Cease. Very good. Congratulations. You have the first pick off the board oh, of the 15 me, opening day matchups. Which look are you most me, excited girl. for? What I, I think is the most rewarding part are your eyebrows of surprise. Oh, uh, I mean, that's a tough question. my favorite D&D item. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> I mean, this is this is easy for me. Oh, no, it's yeah, not. this is no, it is. This is so easy for you. Come on. This is so easy. There are two. I know. But there you have to choose two. one. 
Oh man. I'm hoping I don't no, get sniped. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna choose. I gotta choose Aaron Nola versus Jacob DeGrom. Really? Oh, come on. Aaron Nola versus Jacob DeGrom goes one one. What are you so excited about for that matchup? Well, first and foremost, live every day like it's Nola Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will always enjoy Aaron Nola pitching at any any moment. It's just super beautiful watching him paint the, the, the edges with it. You get a starter for a long time normally. You get six innings out of it. I I love not seeing relievers. <laughs> it's great. Um, and of course, it's Jacob DeGrom, only the best pitcher in baseball. There is no better pitcher than Jacob DeGrom, and he's healthy right now. Now, I understand it likely will be a little bit limited in some degree. Um, probably won't see him throw 90-plus pitches or so. Still, that sounds super fun. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm it's an easy 1-1 for me. An easy one-one. What a slap yeah, in the face! Do that because, well, I know the one you're going to choose. But the thing is, if you equate your second guy to Nola, fine for my love. And it's like the Grom, the number one pitcher there is. Sure, and that's actually perfect because I, I, Max Scherzer is arguably my favorite pitcher to watch. So my, my uh, pick two, two, yeah. is is Max Scherzer yeah, versus Sandy Al- yeah. uh, Alcantara. I mean, obviously that's a, it's a tough one. I can understand kind of going back and forth there. I think what's so exciting too is like to see what Sandy is going to do towards a Mets lineup that people are very excited about, right? It's, it's you know a top five lineup and all of baseball probably. And you know Max Scherzer, obviously, what did he have in his last spring training tuning? He had like eleven strikeouts or yeah, something. Yeah, you know insane. whatever, it's fine. It's just absolutely hilarious <laughs> to me. So this is a guy who like you know there is arguably no more passionate pitcher in all of baseball than Max Scherzer. And then Sandy, what I love about this too is like we're in the tier at the moment where <laughs> we're talking about tiered opening day matchups, <laughs> but we're in the tier. We're in the tier. Maybe we'll see if we can find a cutoff uh, where there's nothing we're really looking for here. Right. These are like, mm. if, if I was reading your tweets this morning and I saw this matchup, you would just say, this Ace is going to ace. A- this yeah, is just AGA, A-G-A exactly, right? Yeah. This is just AGA, right? There's nothing. I need, oh, is the velocity. Okay. Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Right. This is just like sit back and just watch two dudes dominate. So the first pick off the board was Nick Nola versus DeGrom. My pick second was Scherzer versus Alcantara. Snake draft. Alcantara. We it's are going to do snake. Draft. Oh yeah. Come on. I got one. one. Okay, great. All right. So I'm, this is kind of a surprise to maybe to you, but I think what my number three is, do you think, can you guess what my number three is? I just, was, well, I see the notes, but that was going to be mine. Yeah. So, that was going to be uh, yours. Yeah, that was going to be my next pick off the board. So I snaked you. Great. Um, or it's sniped <laughs> you, rather. Uh, number three for me, the third pick with the third pick, uh, the fast delegation selects Shane Bieber versus Luis Castillo, right? I mean, what Shane Bieber's velocity look like? Maybe, can we agree that the tier, that first tier is now over, right? Yeah, this is the over. second tier. There, there are we questions. Have questions. There are questions now. We've got questions. <laughs> Shane Bieber, right? Uh, is the velocity, what's that going to look like? Luis Castillo, right? Is is he going, are we going to see the typical cold weather Luis Castillo where he doesn't really have the feel for his pitches? He struggles and he's the guy that we're all recommending that you go and acquire via a trade by April 20th. You know what I mean? 420. Um, so I'm very excited to see that matchup. Uh, very excited to see what the Mariners can do, really pulling for them this year to make another deep playoff run. So yeah, for me, Third pick off the board and taking Bieber Castillo. Yeah, uh, Luis Castillo, is he going to throw lefties sliders down and in? I want to see mm-hmm. that so badly. I think that his, his best path to success right now is four seamers up and sliders down and into lefties and just really lean into that slide piece. I hope we see it. Um, with Bieber, he was 90.8 last time we saw, but he had 11 strikeouts in that game. 
Uh, I'm really curious to see how that comes to fruition on Thursday. So love that pick. Um, it's interesting. I could go with a couple. Um, I'm going to go with Logan Webb versus Garrett Cole. Oh, okay. With my number four. And that was my four for that, as well. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, first, you have Garrett Cole, which is just wonderful. I think there's also something to be said about Garrett Cole needing to showcase that he is their SP1. Mm. And like, hey, guys, we're going to be all right. Because Severino went down. Montes went down. Carlos Rodal went down. Severino is not even at full str- Sorry, um, uh, Nestor Cortez is in full strength right now. Like Cole needs to establish, like we're okay. I got this, uh, and especially an opening day like this, that should be super fun. And then Logan Webb, how is the slider looking? Uh, mm. We know that the shape changed a little bit, and I'm really curious to see if Webb can be that amazing horse that we want him to be uh, for the year ahead. I think it's really fun watching a guy like Webb also compete against more of a all or nothing offense like the Yankees, uh, and they might. For, they get frustrated with the sinkers that he deals them. So that should be a really fun matchup to watch. I'm, I'm stoked for that one. Um, any thoughts on that game fast? No, I mean, yeah, I think it's a great point. I mean, I, I had it four just because like Webb, I, I don't know if I'm like the most excited to watch for, but I do think there is something fun watching him pitch. Like he's not a dude who's going to like blow you away to, you know, he's not the most gifable pitcher in the world, but Cole. Yeah, I agree with that where it's like, okay, that rotation is clearly injured. He's starting for the Yankees on opening day. There's always going to be something to prove there. So I think it'll be a fun matchup. I, I, I have it four in my rankings as well, but what about you at five? I, I'm really praying you don't, take my pick here because i'm really excited i'm my sleeper is at number five so i'm hoping you don't well take i don't know um i i might go a little bit out of the way here there are two that i think that are more definitive like yeah those are the two i probably should take but for me it might be Shoei otani versus kyle muller wow <laughs> really? yeah because okay, i mean good. i love watching otani pitch i mean i mm-hmm. will actually there's there's a reason i might not choose this and it's because it's oakland and I hate that camera angle so much. Sure, it's terrible. <laughs> this was a if this was a great camera angle, this might be like better than Webb and Cole. Um, okay, because I mean Otani, I want to see forty percent sliders again, and when he does that, it's just he's just so fun to watch. And mm-hmm. on the other side of it, the fact that's Kyle Muller, I have been talking about Kyle Muller for two years now. Uh, when he mm-hmm. first made his debut for for Atlanta in two thousand twenty one. And I'm really curious what we're going to see from him. I've been monitoring him through the spring. It hasn't been the most overwhelming, but there's been these moments of excellence from mm-hmm. Kyle Muller. And I'm, I'm going to be locked in and watching every single pitch he throws too. So I know he's not as big of a name as many others here, uh, but this is a really fun game. And you throw in that, it's Otani in there too. It's just, yeah. Sign me up. And you know, oh, yeah, I got some Mike Trout and some Taylor Ward and some Rendon in there too. Fine, but that's not about that. It's about the matchups. But still, you don't want the guy before you take someone that you had valued totally different than you, and you're like, awesome. My picks are still yeah, on the yeah, board. Right. <laughs> I had Otani low. I had Otani as my tenth. I ranked oh, all wow. these before. I, of because course I, you did. <laughs> of course I did. I had Otani as my tenth. I I am I I. It's kind of a spring tune-up for him, right? Like I just there's no one on the athletics offense that I'm excited to see Otani dominate against. Plus, mm. I'm still dealing with that incredible WBC high from him. Yeah. That I'm like, you know what yeah, I mean? Obviously, fine. I'll watch. But, it's, but dude, it's Otani. He's gonna hit home. I know. Run it's, too. Like, of it's course, it's Otani. 
he's always going to be. Yeah, I, I hear that for sure. My number six that I actually had it as my number five. I'm really excited that you didn't you didn't snipe me here. I think it's a dark horse. I think it's a dark horse, and I'm actually really excited for no. it. And it. Yeah, it is. What is it? What is it? I see you in the notes. It's Mitch Keller versus Hunter Green. <laughs> I'm excited for that game for two reasons. One, these are two guys where it's like, okay, high spring expectations. There's still a very vocal Mitch Keller crowd out there. I'm not necessarily a part of it, uh, even though just to stoke the flames, I did tweet about how he and Garrett Cole were the only pitchers in spring with over 20 Ks in one walk or fewer. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was great. But I don't know. So there's something exciting to see like, okay, is he going to be able to go into Great American Ballpark as the opening day starter and have some success against not a great Cincinnati Reds team? And then Hunter Green too, right? So much speculation about what the end of his season looked like with the dominance, the elevated four seamers and the sliders, but not necessarily being able to find that as consistently in spring training. Is he going to be able to shut down a very weak Pirates offense inside of Great American Ballpark? Those are two young dudes. There's no established veterans there whatsoever looking to continue to prove themselves it's kind of fun it's a kind there, of fun there hasn't been i've watched a lot of bitch keller in my day mm-hmm. um hunter green absolutely i'm excited to watch that hopefully as high heaters or not but it might be a game where he just doesn't do that and it doesn't matter because it's the pirates i have watched a lot of mitch keller in my day and there has not been a single game that i've enjoyed watching mitch keller <laughs> oh my god that's cruel that's cruel <laughs> i'm sorry but it's it's just i don't get like hyped or it's not electric sure. to me. it's not fun it's it's just uh, all right yeah we're gonna i remember actually i think it was um maybe it was this time last year uh when did chris paddock get tommy john no it was or when did he he was starting for the padres i must have been 2021 yeah it was paddock versus keller in like may and i was streaming it that day and I was like, all right, we're going to watch this game today. It's the game you guys chose, whatever. It seems like it could be an interesting thing. It was the most painful, like not even like watching paint dry, like boring. Just these guys are not executing anything they want to mm. at all. And it's just, uh, I hope I'm very wrong about Mitch Keller. Hopefully he does things that gets me excited, that get me excited, right? I I, I don't have much faith in it. So. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm glad you took that one, just as you said. Uh, you have another was, yeah. pick now, though. I do. I do have another pick. And again, I'm feeling like, wow, just so much juicy value here that's fallen to me at <laughs> pick number at pick I number mean, there are seven. two that are like de facto, like I should be into this. Sure. It's one of them, I think, is probably Burns versus Stroman. No, that's that's it for me. Oh, see, we're, we're both getting kind of what we want here. I'm excited about Burns for Stroman. Obviously, Burns is, you know, Burns, one of the yeah. most electric pitchers in all of baseball. Stroman can be fun. I'm curious to see if that splitter comes back in any way, shape or form. Right. If he <laughs> Wait, is this, up the no, usage. What year is this? <laughs> what year <laughs> no. is it? Yeah, Ellen's favorite. Uh, the uh, I the splitter in the cutter and the slide. I mean, Stroman's Stroman at this point. I don't know. No, he's like I think he dropped the splitter usage a little bit last year and then it's a it's a fun pitch to watch. That's a very good pitch to watch. But it's also kind of what you were talking about before with Otani versus Muller. I, I, there's one guy that I'm super excited to watch in Burns mm-hmm. who's a lot of fun and then Stroman, yeah, probably take it or leave it as much, but right. that's what I'm going with at 7. You're Look, up. I'm I'm taking all the value here. This is this is insane. Um all right. I'll take Dylan Cease versus Framber Valdez. Yeah, that's a good I one. Mean, that's a good duh. one. Duh. 
I uh, can. I mean, it's funny though. They both could have like 10% walk rates this year. So uh, this could be a very uh, annoying game. Valdez has had around that before, maybe like 9%, but you understand what I'm getting at. Um, Dylan Cease, obviously, as you mentioned, having the best slider uh, last year by run value. Mm. I wonder if there's more in that fastball and, and curveball. You know, the the stuff of the, uh, the four-seamer is amazing, but the location isn't. Um, while Valdez has a curveball and a cutter and a sinker, and he makes it work every time. And that can be really fun to see them kind of grind it out in different ways as well. Um, ESPN opening uh, broadcast, working on the overlays right now. Ready to go, go for you. Ready yeah. to go for you. Um, yeah, you should have some easy ones with Cease's slider versus his four-seamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other clear one, and the reason this wasn't earlier, um, is just because I've been disappointed with both of them in the spring. Um, but it's Gallon versus Arias. Arias, mm. I should say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Gallon is looking a little oh, behind at the moment. I messed yeah, up my mean, rankings. That was my six. That was, yeah, I was my about six. To say, like, how are you missing out on this one? <laughs> I know. I messed up my rankings. I'm looking at them right now. That was my six. Dang it. Oh, man. Like, in what world would you rather watch Mitch Keller than Zach Gallon and Julio mm. Arias? I mean, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I would prefer to watch them over them. And Zach Allen has not looked good this spring. His velocity has been down. His four-seamer command has not been per- perfect. Change-ups have not been as low as we want to see. Kerbal has been really good, but I feel like there's something a little bit off with Gallon, which is why he hasn't he wasn't drafted earlier by me. While Julio Urias is not doing anything exceptional from last year, um, mm. the fastball velocity hasn't gotten all the way back as well. I hope they both do. It can be a very, very fun one to watch as they both just cruise through five or six innings. But they aren't going to go six or seven. You know, keep that in mind. Urias normally goes like five. Maybe he can go six in like 75 pitches or so. Um, Gallon notoriously isn't really like a seven, eight inning guy. He's more like a five and a five and two thirds or so as he gets a little messed up in the sixth. But I hope very much to be wrong on both counts there. And that should be a very, very fun matchup. Um, I'm I'm back to back to back here. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, this is another kind of lopsided one, but then at this point we're just kind of weighing the aces. But I think yeah. we can both agree that it's a solid pick, ten out of fifteen, to take Erod versus McClanahan. Oh yeah, right? McClanahan's unite. Let's go. Yeah, McClanahan's unite. A lot of people could be really just cursing us right now, saying, "How are you gonna let McClanahan fall to ten? And we both did. It's just because you know McClanahan. Obviously, we're very excited about Erod. Not as excited about. Maybe there's some, you know, okay, it could be a little bit fun because, you know, he's got to bounce back from what was kind of a wonky season with him leaving the team for a good amount of it last year. Now he's actually had a spring and work with the team and ramp up everything. Another year with that program, see how he can develop and maybe finally have the year that people were anticipating he was going to have last year. So, sure, I'll go ahead and use that as my uh, my number uh, ten pick there. Then after that. This is a well, tough one on too. that topic, by the way. Oh, go ahead, I am yeah, a little interested to see if Erod can be 93 miles per hour or not. He has flirted with it in the spring. Uh, and there is some intrigue, even as like a streamer for fantasy, um, that maybe Erod isn't actually so bad. You know, we had this weird season in 2022. We expect a lot out of him this time last year and it fell apart, but he could bounce back here with a smooth spring and everything. And of course, yeah, Shane McClanahan, let's go. Yeah, that's a oh man, I enjoy every single pitch he throws. Uh, totally. Hopefully, he has a better weapon against lefties. That's the only thing I worry about. Like Nick, he had like a two five four ERA last year. I'm like, I know, but he needs something against lefties. 
the changeup was the nullifier for righties. What is it against lefties? His, his breaking balls weren't that last year. So hopefully he showcases something really cool. I'm gonna. I, I was really hoping that this next one would fall outside of the top 10 because, again, I think pure value, but for different reasons. We watch mm-hmm. baseball because we want to have fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, and who is more fun to watch? I thought Jack you were going to pick him earlier. I thought, right. I, honestly, if I had to bet, you would have had him like in your fifth pick just because it's great. No, I had him late. And I, and this is why, because I knew I could get him in the later round. So I'm glad my plan that I established 20 minutes ago paid off. Uh, and obviously, Pablo Lopez is like, okay, on a new team, showcasing some new velocity, has a new breaking pitch that I'm super excited to see. And then you want to talk about gifable pitchers for not necessarily the right reasons, but Zach Greinke, you just are we going to see him get into a full blown argument with the pitch com on opening day, <laughs> right? Like like he's been doing in spring training. Uh, are, are we going to see changeups that are a higher velocity than his four seamer, which is another thing that has happened in spring training? There is so much fun to be had there. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy that. Anything there before you move to your final two picks? Pablo Lopez is throwing harder, and I really, really hope it's sticking around. Um, yeah, and Zach Greinke is just such a joy. He's he's still here. We didn't even know if he would be. We thought he might retire by now, and he's still here. It's pretty awesome. Um, I'm I don't know which one to choose. Here's the thing: there are four games left, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out my last pick. Um, oh wait, hold on a second. This is bad math. You get two at the to end this. Oh yeah, right. No, here, so here's what we're gonna do. Here's yeah. what we're gonna do. We're actually gonna say the last game we split, I guess, or like we watch together, so we both get it. So we have an even amount of games. Oh, or gosh, something. I don't want yeah, okay. that to be the game that both of us need to watch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I've got a plan like, for the duck. end. There's one. There's, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go something more sentimental for a second. Uh, I'm gonna go Blake Snell. Um, versus Herman Marquez. I, I do not care for the Marquez side whatsoever. At least he's out of cores and maybe he can be good. I really want to believe that Blake Snell is just so dang close. And mm. I've been really scrutinizing this with Snell. And I, I had a, re- a revelation of where he's missing with his fastballs is arm side. And he doesn't he doesn't ever miss it glove side. And that to me is actually a mental shift where if Snell and I don't know where he's exactly aiming right now uh, mentally when he releases fastballs. But if you adjust that closer to inside, like if you just say, hey, instead of aiming up in middle, we're going to be aiming up in glove side. Then all of that can shift over to the plate and he can I mean, he dominates when he's in the zone mm-hmm. and his breaking balls are as whiffable as anything else in the game. And there's all this idea of like, oh, he just had one season, 2018. That's what everyone's going crazy about. No, no. Then you're not paying attention. And it's so, it's just right there for Snell. He got rid of the changeup. He does make changes. I I really am looking forward to watching that game in particular to see if Snell is going more glove side with his fastball, if he's able to make that adjustment. So I'm going to take that one first. And then I get a second one, right? You get a second one. This is your final pick, I believe. Oh, man. And then I get two, and then a game that I force us to watch. So much power. Yeah. Pretty much. yeah. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Max Freed versus Patrick Corbin. Um, oh, okay. Because Max Freed is, I think, one of the more underrated pitchers in the majors. Um, that's two straight years of essentially 
uh, having like two or three bad starts to start the year and then have like a 2-5 ERA the rest of the way. And that's going to be really fun to see. Also, if he's improved on the changeup, there's talk of velocity being increased a little bit as well. While Patrick Corbin, I don't know. I, I just can't quit it. I feel like he's going to have a good start. Everyone's going to go, wait a second, what? Patrick Corbin? Like, I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. And then we'll look into it like, wait, no, he's doing this differently or so. I feel like there's he's going to surprise us on opening day. So I'm going to go Freed versus Corbin. It was actually my last ranked one was Freed versus Corbin. Um, wait, that I like Freed a lot. Du- you thought that was the duck? No, no, no. I know what the duck is. Objectively, oh, okay. it's Gibson versus well, but, Kluber. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, but that's because it's your Orioles is why he didn't yeah. have them last. Exactly. And, uh, to oh, me, okay. like I, there are things that I can see that are like I'm excited to see. I, I, there's no information about Gibson's slider during spring training, so I'm actually yeah. genuinely excited to see if that's changed. Kluber, I like watching. Freed, I love watching. Corbin, I have no desire to watch ever. Really, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's you're gonna. All right, you said this last bet. year. No, I know. This this is exact. I said that this is what people would say. <laughs> I just said that a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I said it last year. <laughs> oh man all right I'm, I'm i'm just telling you enjoy opening day okay. uh freed versus all right. corbin all right so i i i'm gonna pick manoa versus uh miles michaelis here like you know there's some exciting stuff there michaelis again Absolutely. not a guy who's the most gifable but like that could be a fun game Manoa very excited to be the opening day starter over Curious in toronto what his velocity so is Manoa. it's been down all spring but it's apparently been like ramping up i don't know we'll see so here's here's what we're going to do then before we take another quick break and wrap things up here. I'm going to recap so the, what the picks were, and then I want you guys to let us know. You're in a, a huge, cushy, big old house. There's there's a full kitchen on the first floor, a full kitchen on the second floor. Every room is perfect, but upstairs, Nick is sitting watching some baseball games. You can't talk to him, though. It's not about the personality. It's about the games. And downstairs are my games. Okay, so upstairs are your games. Downstairs are my games. And I want people to choose upstairs or downstairs. Don't even worry about Nick versus Alex. Everyone's (laughs) going to choose Nick. They all want to hang out with Nick. I get it. But which games are you going to be watching? So my games were downstairs in the basement. You can watch Scherzer with the, versus wait, wait, is it, I need to ask, is it Shoot. with the boxes of everything in it's, that basement? It's with the boxes, but it's like a wall of television. So every wall, every box is <laughs> That's what huge. you were looking at during those live streams. We had You had all those boxes behind you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So downstairs is Scherzer Alcantara, Bieber Castillo, Keller Hunter Green, Burn Stroman, Erod McClanahan, Pablo Lopez Granke, Manoa versus Michaelis, and also every, you know, one screen dedicated to Gibson Kluber. Upstairs, also Gibson Kluber. Okay. They both have it. <laughs> but have also it. upstairs, Nola versus DeGrom, Webb versus Cole, Otani versus Muller, Cease versus Valdez, Gallon versus Urias, Marquez versus Snell, and Freed versus Corbin. Here's the thing. I need to tell everybody is it's about having the right guys at the right time. So like when Snell is going, Corbin will be going. And when Freed is going, Manoa, uh, sorry, Marquez will be going. And you want sure. that. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, see, I want, I want highs throughout. I want dopamine yeah, right, from beginning yeah. to end, right? You can't watch you guys all want at the same time. So you gotta, you know. <laughs> You got to choose. Listen, you guys want to choose Otani versus over Granky. That's your prerogative. You're going to be yeah, able to right, watch Otani for the rest of time. Granky, come on. Um, all right. We, all right so we let, us know, let us know yeah. your uh, your which your side <laughs> you choose, you know, which floor you want to push on the elevator. Um, yeah. This wonderful, cushy house. Remember, we're uh, not there. 
Nick and I we're not are not there. We're not there. You just, <laughs> this is for you, what TVs but do you want? We're behind a huge glass wall that you don't know exists, and, and we'll, we're watching and we'll to see how many. Up. Yeah, <laughs> how many people go to each floor? Um, but we actually have some other things. We have some quick series season predictions. We also have uh, a world There's series not a chance. draft. There's no way we're to do it. Great. Yeah, we it. got this. Don't worry. We're gonna get right, to great. it after this break. Okay. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Okay, season predictions really quickly, fast. We're going to go through this. AL West, Central, and East. Who do you have yeah. in each division? I have the Astros, the Twins, and the Blue Jays. The Astros, the Twins, and the Blue Jays. Okay, I have the Mariners, um, the Twins. Mm, wow. And uh, I said the Mariners are going to have the best record fast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Mariners, the Twins, and a three-way gauntlet to the death. <laughs> <laughs> you have to choose an AL East team. <laughs> so I think Birds are going to beat... Rays, which are no, it's, I'm gonna go Yankees. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, it seems I don't know. Uh, it, despite all the injuries, they'll find a way. That, that's why I'm they just gonna do. go with right now. I like the Blue they Jays. Always do. I think that's a good call. Um, NL, what do we got? West, Central, East. I got Padres, Cardinals, Atlanta for me. What about you? I uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, the yeah. same thing. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like it's clearly Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's clearly uh, I don't know. Mets, Mets could nah. really do it. They're the Mets, um, and then it's <laughs> and the the pitching depth on Atlanta and their offense is just it's just too good. Um, okay. And then in the West, it's really the Padres. I mean, the Dodgers I think are not that great um, this year. And who else? Like it's mm. the Padres. Sorry, Giants. 
Um, the wild cards. Uh, who we got for the AL? You go first. You go first. Um, okay, so we got three wild cards, mm-hmm. and it's. I was going to say the Yankees. That's so funny. The Jays, the Rays, and the Astros. That was fast Jays. wheezing at how stupid I am. Okay. No, I have a cough. <laughs> Did I give it to you from all the way over here? Oh my God. Well, yeah. Jays. Who was it? Jays, Rays, and Astros? Yeah. Okay. I have Yankees, Mariners, and Rays. So we pretty much well, have you know, the, same, the same people. The, yeah. The same. Yeah. Yeah. And for the NL, it's going to be the Mets. It's going to be the Phillies. And I guess the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're on the same page. We're yeah. literally. I mean, this is this is the page. situation we're at right now. If it's it's kind of nice that maybe some teams are maybe trying to push. I mean, the Orioles, you got the Angels. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the NL, Brewers. Are they though? I think so. I think they can have a better year than last year. They were in the hunt last year until they made the trade to get rid of Hater. And... You know then I'll be a little bold and say Brewers over Dodgers. But I mean, I I just don't feel it's there isn't enough excitement, especially in the Central. Sorry, Cubs. Um, and really at the bottom three, I mean, the Diamondbacks are working on it, but the rotation is still has work to do. Oh. Um, who's the AL MVP this year fast? I'm, I am going to be spicy and get rid of the Phillies and say the Brewers, Mets and Dodgers. The AL MVP oh. is going to be Shohei Otani again. It should be yes, for the third it, year it in a really, row. But... It really, really should be. It really uh, should. I, I very much agree with that one. Uh, my NL MVP. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I had one and I, oh yeah, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Okay, great. Trey Turner. I think it's going to be Acuna. I think we're going to get a full year out of him. And he's just going to dominate. That. I would love season. that. It would be fantastic. Your yeah. AL Cy Young. My AL Cy Young is going to be Shane McClanahan. Oh, very nice. I'm so excited. He has to lead into it for six, seven innings every start mm-hmm. and leading the race. I love this. I'm very excited about this. My Cy Young is going to be Shohei Otani. <laughs> Could you imagine if he won MVP and Cy Young? How how unbelievable that would be in a walk year before he made five hundred I mean, million dollars before. Who was the last person who won? Uh, Justin M- Verlander. M- he was the last person who won MVP and Cy Young. Yeah, and Kershaw did too. Okay. If they win well, MVP, AL. they win Cy Young. They won. Yeah, that's true. That's usually the case. But still, how how amazing! I guess it's funny to hear you say that because MVP just automatically is instantaneously correlated with hitting to me. Right. Uh, well, honestly, I think it should be. The hitters mm-hmm. don't have their award like the pitchers have their Cy Young. The Hank Aaron Award. I think that's yeah. kind of it, right? Yeah. yeah, but it's not not nearly in this. We're we're not talking about the Hank Aaron Award right now. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's true. That's true. What about your NL pick? My NL pick for Cy Young, Max Freed. Max Freed, that's a fun one. Max Freed. Uh, yeah, I went with Brandon Woodruff. I think over the course oh. of the full year, just I think I think he could put it together. Put uh, two hundred innings of just like he's just minimum. Do the death stare to his boy Corbin. Get out of my way. Yeah, I love it. You know I love it. Hey, he's got, and then he'll end Absolutely. up in Baltimore. Your AL uh, Rookie of the Year. AL Rookie of the Year. It's Grayson Rodriguez. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not good. Still absolutely could. No, um, AL Rookie of the Year um, is going to be Anthony Volpe. Anthony, okay. So we both choose our, our, our teams here. I went with Jordan Westberg. He's tearing the cover off the ball in spring. Oh, right? I think he comes oh. up in May, and I think 
it's always a dark horse. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. half the time, Rookie of the Year is the person that we just like didn't come up and expect them to uh, be as good as they are. So I think it's going to be him. Although I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, contradict myself and say that I do still think the end of Rookie of the Year is actually going to be Corbin Carroll, not Jordan Walker. Oh yeah, well I, I yeah, Corbin Carroll's a great pick, and I actually have him above Jordan Walker here. I'm going to just be fun and say it's Jared Schuster. Um, okay. All right. Because what the heck? Jared Schuster's really yeah, why good. Not? He's starting from the get-go, and maybe he just runs with that. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get to this World Series draft, which is going to be very, very quick, um, it's time for some wild thoughts, Fast. Oh, God. What is your wild thought this week? I don't know, because it's not a bold prediction. You go first. I'll think of one. A wild no, you don't thought. have one, oh Fast. Just that, that, that was your, <laughs> that was your bit to say, I've got one, and then you say, no, I don't have one. No, I, I this one. is one that I that is courtesy of James Shiano when I watched the WBC with him. I think MLB should be a relegation league where uh let's say we we expand it off to 32 teams, mm-hmm. okay? And are really 32 locations, but we keep it at 30 teams. And the extra two locations, so let's say it's Portland, let's say it's Nashville, hosts an international team for the year to be in the majors. So Japan has a team that's in the major leagues for the full year. And they what about play the out of schedule? Portland. Get out of here. <laughs> Whatever. Those players are not in it anymore. They're representing Japan in MLB. Okay. Right? They play in the winter. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Okay, I love that. And you have different like, countries that can beat for that, for it to be able to be like in this, and that's relegation. And it kicks out two teams every year. And then those two those players go to the NPB or whatever they are to replace them. I love that you just decimated arguably the second best baseball league in the world. You're like, what's the second best? I don't care. Give it to me. It would be like going it'd be like, all right, this the second best teams in Syria or in the Bundesliga or in La Liga. We don't care. We're gonna make a play in the Premier League now. But I, I do think it would be pretty amazing. To have that situation, you take like the the, the Japanese team, right? Just yeah. won the WBC, and you essentially say, "All right, like you guys play the majors now. Hey, Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates, you can't tank anymore, or you're out, or we're going to replace you with Japan." Yeah, oh, I like that. Okay, you've given me an idea. Then you've given me an idea okay, for a got? wild thought. <clears throat> okay, so Stop what we it. do is we take <laughs> each. No, we take each of the best players from a particular nation right okay uh-huh. we take all the best american players all the best japanese players we put them on teams based on their country then we pick four locations and yeah, we okay. have them play like a, like a classic WBC. yeah we have okay. them play- yeah. oh that's a I, that's what it is <laughs> oh gosh i knew from the second you started saying it i didn't know how long i had to wait to say that it was sure. okay the wbc um, yeah. But anyway, that's I, I just think that'd be a fantastic wild thought. I really hope it happens. Uh, we're going to do a World Series draft very quickly. 30 teams fast. Yeah. You get the first pick. I got the other first pick. Yeah, I, I'm going to. Yeah. And I, I don't think we should snake. I think we should just go back and back and back. Yeah, and back that's and back fine. And back yeah, I and I'm actually very happy that we didn't say who we thought our World Series winners were going to be because they're both ostensibly true. going to be our top picks. Right. My top pick, the team that I actually think is going to win the World Series this year is the Los Angeles Dodgers. You think it's the Dodgers? 
I do. I think it's so funny that this is going to be the year that there is the smallest amount of hype around them. And I think they're going to show that they still have the best depth and they don't have as much pressure because they are not the best team in all of baseball and they uh-huh. can still do it. And I still think I think they're going to get the wild card and I think they're going to get hot in the playoffs without those expectations and they're going to win the World Series. So my one one is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who you got? Well, one. All right. I'm going to say it's the Houston Astros for me. Okay. Um, I think that's just this pretty straightforward one. I, I know I had stuff about the Mariners, but that was me just kind of wishing things into existence. And it's going to be the Houston Astros. Okay, great. My next pick is, I think it was going to be Dodgers versus the Toronto Blue Jays uh, uh, in the World yeah. Series. And I do, uh, they were my World Series pick last year. Obviously, they fell, uh, came a little bit short um, in the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. I still think they didn't necessarily get any worse. They actually might have gotten a little bit better, especially defensively. Uh, they've still got a really good bullpen. And they've got it as well. Yeah, they've got Bassett. They've got they've got you, you need three elite starting pitchers. Right. And I think they, they're going to be able to have that in the playoffs. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Atlanta Blue Jays. The Atlanta Blue Jays. Well, I'm going to take the uh, Toronto <laughs> Braves. <laughs> Why did I say that? Uh, because I'm you trying to write the Atlanta Braves right now. That's going to be my pick. Um, okay. I think Atlanta is, just has all the tools they need um, for deep run. They might even acquire a reliever at the deadline to even make themselves even more formidable. I it's pretty clear to me. I think the Atlanta is a top play for the World Series this year. Okay, next up for me then is actually I've got my one, two, and three going here, which is nice. You had my four and five. I'm going to take the San Diego Padres. They sure, yeah. came close last year with the NLCS. They've got all the building blocks there, so I'll take them. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Seattle Mariners, as I mentioned. Ooh, very nice. I think it's just I think they have every. I mean, look, you have Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo, and your choice of uh, Gilbert and Kirby. In the playoffs, sounds great to me. Okay, I'm going to go with the New York Mets. I think what they do is they actually learn from last year and they say, oh, God, wow, that's so weird. We've got some phantom IL spots for Max Scherzer <laughs> and Justin Verlander that are happening in the middle of the season. And we feel pretty confident that if they're healthy uh, in uh, August, September, October, then we can make a good run as a wild card team. They've got the lineup, too. So uh, even with the lost Edwin Diaz, you have to figure they make a trade at some point. To, or maybe they don't. Maybe Adovino and Robertson can handle it. But at my my what is this? My fourth pick six team off the what is eight team off the board one two three four five six seven team off the board taking the mets yeah i'm taking the new york yankees uh i'm not going to put it past them that they can finally get back to the world series maybe they add a piece or two maybe one of these young guys really breaks off and you have all the healthy guys at the end of the year that rotation looks amazing if it's healthy in september um so i'm taking the yankees here Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and take the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Still worry a little bit about the rotation depth. You never know what's going to happen with the bullpen, but the lineup is certainly there. So I'm going to take the Phillies. Yeah, uh, I'm going to now take... Now it's starting to get a little harder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little bit. So I'll take the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Uh, the Rays always find a way to be competitive. They have a really good pitching staff, and they make it. They find a way to win. So I'm going yeah. with the Rays. I'm going to go ahead and go with the St. Louis Cardinals. We both agree that they're going to win the Central. Anything can happen once you get to the playoffs. Don't really, you know, still some question marks in terms of that rotation and what they're going to do there. Um, maybe we see some improvements there. Maybe Liberatore finally steps up and is kind of dominant for them. But we know that the uh, lineup is quite good. Got some great pieces in the pen as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Cardinals. Sure. Uh, we have like no time, by the way. We have like an out. So Minnesota Twins for me. Uh, as we Minnesota both said Twins. that they're going to win the Central, they have an opportunity. I, I Look, I just hope that Minnesota finally gets what they need after all these years into the playoffs and actually winning a couple series or two. Okay. 
I'm going with the Brewers. They might be a little bit high, but still, if you got Burns and you got Woodruff, I think you and that bullpen that Devin Williams backing them up. If that offense can get hot, I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers. Who you got? All right. I'm you know what? Team fun. Let's go Los Angeles Angels, baby. Let's go. Wow. They have an amazing run. They got Trout. They got Taylor Ward. They got Shohei Otani and Shohei Otani. They got Reed Detmers on that team. Los Angeles Angels. Here we go. Taking the Cleveland Guardians. You never yeah, know. They're that, always that so easy, crafty. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're so crafty. I knew you were. <laughs> I got them all ranked. One through 30 right here. All right, come on. Who you okay, got? fine, fine, fine. Uh, I'm going to say there's going to be a breakout season for the Texas Rangers with what they put Love together it. with Close, their rotation. Yeah. Uh, and why not? Let's go Rangers. You're always like one behind what I picked, which is actually <laughs> very funny. It's like, seriously, you're like one under what I pick. I'm going to go with yeah. the Giants. Uh, obviously, not a great season last yeah, year, but they, I believe in their pitching. The so. Pick, though, so, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see how they get hot. You're going to love this next one from me. Who do you got next? The Giants are off the uh, I am going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wow. Uh, I got to go way the, down to find them. The, yeah, the Diamondbacks. Look, I told talked about the rotation, but hey, maybe Zach Gallen, Ryan Nelson, and Brandon Falk comes in and Merrill Kelly. That could be a thing that actually works out. You have Corbin and Carroll. You have. Uh, Christian Walker. Um, you have some fun guys there that can maybe make that work. Great. Uh, next up for me, Orioles Magic. Feel yeah, it happened. <laughs> Nothing more to say. All right. You're up I next. I from next. you. I, you, I got my... Yeah, okay. I'm going to go <laughs> with go. Uh, the Chicago White Sox. They, have they were my re- next pick. <laughs> well, that's the obvious one, Fast. Uh, the Chicago White Sox, I feel, have not really lived up to the potential maybe they do this year. Okay, I'm going to stay in the city and go with the Cubs. I mean, like, I think we're all mm-hmm. underrating them. Maybe their defense just stays incredibly hot and they make an incredible run. We're in the, like, 20s now. But, see, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Cubs. I'm going with the Miami Marlins. Best rotation out there. Um, uh, available and maybe something works on the offensive side. We're hoping these guys would fall to me and they did. The Red Sox, uh, you know, still some promise <laughs> the there. Maybe this is the year. Me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is the year they put it together. Who do you got next? Uh, let's go with the uh, Detroit Tigers. You know, Love I don't it. really have too much faith in everything that they do, but you know what? Maybe Torkelson gets high, Riley Green gets high, and maybe Matthew Boy has a renaissance. It all clicks for them. I really do think they actually could be a surprise team this year, and I'm excited to watch them. My bold prediction was actually going to be that they make the playoffs as a wild card mm-hmm. team, but even that felt a little too bold for me. I'm going with the Cincinnati Reds. We're in the yeah. dregs, but who knows? Maybe oh, the Hunter Green, Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft combination could come together and be dominant. Who do you got? Uh, Kansas City Royals, who knows who's going to win yeah. that AL Central, and maybe it just happens to be the Royals. This is where it gets really interesting. I went <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I'm going to take them. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, we're just, maybe their prospects are good. Who do you got? Final three. Uh, let's go Oakland Athletics because of what they did with their rotation and trying to do something. Okay, great. Yay. That leaves the Colorado Rockies <laughs> for me. <laughs> and finally for you. Yes, I get the Nationals. Oh, I just didn't you want the Rockies. The I just didn't want okay, the Rockies. Great. Okay. All right. Go so ahead. again, I'm going to recap these it. real quick before we break off. These are the teams. You guys let us know which side you're choosing here for World Series winners. Uh, uh, I have the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Padres, the Mets, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Guardians, the Giants, uh, the Orioles, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Reds, the Tigers, the Pirates, the Rockies, the Athletics, while Nick has the uh, Atlanta Braves, the Astros, the Yankees, the Mariners, the Rays, the Twins, the Rangers, the Angels, the White Sox, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, the Royals. The athletics and the nationals. Yeah, I can't wait to win. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look back at this. You gotta save this one and make I sure will. that I'll, we I have yeah, it. all all I of have. the things here, all the predictions, all of that. Um, but thanks everyone for listening to uh, this year's edition of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. We are back, baby, every single Wednesday. 
talking about the sport in a different fun way than what you're used to. But that is it for this week. So my name is Nick Pollock. And I'm Alex Fast, and we'll talk to you guys next week.